You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the 19th Sunday after Pentecost, October 11, 2020, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. and his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they were not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. If they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves and mistreated them and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main street and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed the man who was not wearing a wedding robe, and he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot, and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a conversation starter, and, and the response is generally great, fine, or okay. Or as some of my Canadian friends say, not so bad, how about you? Right? That's the kind of the way we ease into a conversation. Yeah, I, I, I do have one friend among the smartest people I've ever known who has zero small talk with him, who never begins a conversation this way. He just launches right in. And, you know, it can be a little... Uh, it could be a little, uh, let's see, I'm told I need to do something about my microphone here. Now it's about that. Is that better? All right, good. Good. Anyway, my friend who doesn't have a lot of small talk with him just will launch right into a conversation. And uh, it, it can be a little disconcerting, but, you know, we, you eventually get used to it. But most of us really do begin a conversation by saying, how are you doing? And the answer we give is, frankly, often not very honest. I mean, these days, I've begun answering that how you doing question by saying, well, I'm only mildly insane today. And, right? <laughs> you, 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 you know what I mean? I mean, the truth is, many of us are not fine. Many of us are not great. And many of us may not even be okay. You know, the truth of the matter is that we are weary, we're burdened, we're feeling a little bit, I don't know, maybe a lot of despair. 
I think of uh, some of my friends who are parents who are you know, holding down full-time jobs and are uh, serving as full-time uh, school administrators uh, to their children who are working from home. School administrators, algebra tutors, cafeteria servers, playground supervisors. I mean, the, 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 the range of jobs and responsibilities that we're all carrying right now uh, can really lead us to, to um, let's just be honest, exhaustion. And so I think it's wonderful that, that uh, this morning we come to Psalm 23. You know, it's just always fascinating to me how, how the lectionary uh, appoints readings that, uh, you know, this, this lectionary was created, gosh, 30 years ago. Uh, and who could have foreseen that, that in this uh, second Sunday in October, this is where we'd be? Well, of course, they couldn't have foreseen that. Uh, but, but nevertheless, here we are with Psalm 23 this year. Uh, and it's, a, it's, it's such a familiar song, yet it's one that I want to uh, hold up to us this morning in, this, in the midst of our own uh, sense of, of not feeling great, not feeling fine, maybe not even feeling even okay. Uh, Psalm 23 can be uh, a, a bomb for us. And, and, and of course, the theme of Psalm 23 is that God brings peace in the midst of conflict. God brings life in the shadow of death. And this, this shepherd, uh, I love the image of the shepherd. The shepherd calls us to follow, uh, to follow the shepherd in a world where mercy seems to be in pretty short supply. The shepherd invites us to walk in the path of righteousness. And righteousness doesn't have anything to do with, with any, any sort of uh, moral standard. No, righteousness uh, in Scripture always has to do with right relationship. The righteous are the ones who are in right relationship with God and right relationship with their neighbors. So, see, that's very countercultural, isn't it? It's not about morality. It's about being in relationship. And here's what I want to say, too, to about Psalm 23 that is radically countercultural also. And that is that Psalm 23 invites us into a place of radical dependence. And I think it's really hard for us in this culture. We're supposed to be, after all, independent, aren't we? We're supposed to be self-sufficient. We're supposed to be autonomous. But the psalm reminds us that the, that the sheep are completely dependent upon the shepherd. And that the shepherd leads the sheep into a place of abundance. Not scarcity, but abundance. And so, I think that that's, that's so uh, fundamental for us to, uh, to accept in this, in this time of, of seeming scarcity. Um, and not just, uh, perhaps for many of us, uh, the scarcity of resources. You know, it could be that, that some of us have, been, uh, have lost our jobs or have seen our income uh, decrease or, or, or are living in fear of that. There's, there's certainly that. And there's also a kind of a... a Emotional scarcity these days, isn't it? When we can't be together with each other, when when when, when we can't see each other. You know, in our uh, drive-through a couple of Sundays ago, I was I was so struck by how many people were, were just almost overwhelmed with joy because they were they were driving here uh, through their church home, past their church home, and seeing other people. So we we do feel like we're living in a time of of emotional scarcity. And so this beautiful, this beautiful poem, which was written, by the way, you know, this, this, this uh, Psalm 23 was written at a time where Israel was on exile in Babylon. I mean, you know, you talk about being in a bad way. 
Now, those folks had, had been uh, forcibly removed from their homeland. Uh, Jerusalem and the temple had been destroyed, and people had been carried off into exile in Babylon. And so they are they're grieving, and at the same time, uh, they're also recognizing that they, that they belong to a shepherd, a shepherd who will supply their needs. So um, this, this opening line of the song, uh, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I lack for nothing. You know, can, can you really uh, sit and just take that in this morning? You lack for nothing. Let yourself, let yourself feel that. And, of course, the, the, the song goes on to say, I shall, I shall not want. Well, that is a little countercultural for us, isn't it? Because we live, we, we, we live in, in a space where, where our wants are constantly held up before us. And all the, uh, so, so much of our marketing and advertising is all about stimulating wants. And, and saying that this thing can satisfy this one. If you, if you want to do this uh, program or buy this product, your wants will be taken care of. And of course, you know, there, there's, there, there's never enough. You know, always uh, reminds me of, of, of St. Augustine's uh, famous observation that we, have, we, we each have a God-sized hole in our hearts that we're trying to fill with something other than God. We want to uh, to uh, satisfy ourselves with, with this program or that product or these resources. It's never enough. The whole that can never fill the hole. And then the the, the psalmist says the shepherd uh, invites invites us to lie down. Makes me lie down in green pastures. In green pastures, see this is a, an image of abundance. Uh, the pastures are green. The pastures are plenty. And there the shepherd restores my soul, the psalmist says. The word, the Hebrew word there that's, that's used for soul is nephesh. And nephesh means something larger than what we think about when we hear the word soul. You know, too, too often, uh, this, this comes from our, our uh, Greek ancestors, when we think of the word soul, we think about something that's disembodied. Well, that's not, that's not the Hebrew understanding of the word soul at all. In, 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 in uh, Hebrew culture, uh, the soul is, is, is the wholeness, body, mind, spirit. And so this, uh, this might be better translated as the shepherd brings me back my life. He gives me back my life. And so isn't that what we come here today? Don't we gather here today to have, have our lives given back to us? Yes, to have our souls restored, which means having our lives given back, given back to us. And we're invited to savor every good gift, right? Uh, uh, mind, body, spirit, all the gifts that God gives us. And we restore our soul. And then a central meaning of this song, I fear no evil, for you are with me. My dear friends, evil is real. Evil is real. We know that. We can see it all around us. And you know, evil is not is not really about uh, moral categories. You know, that's that's a small piece of it. But evil is, is really about um, about uh, treating each other in a way that doesn't uh, respect the dignity of the other person. Treating uh, one another in a way that doesn't uh, lift up and and uh, 
make, uh, make beautiful uh, every human being. And so we, we, we don't have to fear that. We don't have to fear that we might be the, the, the subject of that kind of treatment. Uh, you know, it, it may happen, but, but God walks with us through that. And this, through, through the, the valley of the shadow of death, you know, right now we may be feeling like uh, we're in the valley of the shadow of death, but the psalmist assures us that, uh, that God is with us. And then the, the metaphor shifts from the, from the shepherd uh, to the generous host. God provides, God protects. Uh, the table is spread. And the table is spread in the presence of our enemies, right? So we're invited to come and sit and, and join the feast, even when we feel like we're surrounded on all sides. And so we, we, are, we are invited to come and be fed. It's, it's, it's a Eucharistic image, isn't it? God invites us to the table. Uh, in all circumstances, uh, and even when we feel like we are beset on all sides. And finally, uh, the goodness and mercy don't just follow us uh, in the last verse. Goodness and mercy pursue us. It, it's the, uh, the, the sense is that, uh, yes, we do, we do have enemies, but the good news is that God is with us. God walks with us through that valley of the shadow of death. And, uh, and, and then, uh, and I love this, uh, the, the hymn we just sang, the Isaac Roth hymn, uh, invites us home. And so the, 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 uh, the psalm concludes with this beautiful image of home, an image of radical dependence. You know, we, we uh, the children, the sheep, are invited to, uh, to rest at home. Uh, I remind you of the, uh, the, the wonderful uh, image from uh, the Gospel of John, uh, the so, uh, uh, passage we read funeral all the time, uh, where Jesus is, is saying about his friends, he's saying, uh, Don't let your hearts be troubled, believe in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. There's infinite space uh, in God's house. And so, there's the, 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 the Psalms uh, in, in the midst of all of the Difficulties we're all experiencing right now. In the midst of what, for some of us, may be uh, just absolute despair. The psalm reminds us that we are not alone, and that we can rely on God. We can, uh, as, as another old hymn puts it, we can cast our cares on God. We can, we can depend on this good shepherd. So I, I, I hope that this week, if you will, uh, you will recognize uh, that. that there is a shepherd uh, who is there to lead you and that you will place yourself in the shepherd's care. And when somebody says, hey, how are you doing? You know, be honest with them. Uh, you know, let's, let's, let's share that with each other. You know, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out story, but let's, let, you know, let's not uh, uh, be, uh, let's not withhold ourselves from each other. And recognizing this wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, shepherd who, on, on whom we can uh, truly uh, give our lives to. So I want to uh, conclude by sharing with you something I just found this morning. Bishop Stephen Charleston is the retired bishop of the Diocese of Alaska, uh, and he's a, a 
Native American uh, in, in heritage, and he really connects deeply with, uh, with that, that sense of uh, earth connection that's so, so important in, in Native American spirituality. And his writing is just is always beautiful. In fact, we're using uh, a blessing that he wrote at the, at the end of our services uh, during this time. You've, you've heard it every Sunday. But here's what he wrote this morning, and I think it's so appropriate for us to hear these words in this time where, where some of us just aren't doing so well. Bishop Charlton, uh, Charleston writes, How many times have I whispered my need in prayer? How many times have I found myself on the midnight side of life, feeling my one real hope was the message I kept sending out like an SOS to heaven? I imagine some of you know what I'm talking about. There's some moments in life when we need a breakthrough of grace, a healing that is tangible, a sign of change that's not obscure but clear in its intention to rescue us from harm. I believe there are many people today who feel that sense of urgency. They need help and they need it quickly. It's for that person, whoever you are, wherever you may be, that I send this message. As someone who has known the depth of darkness, but initiated my faith in the light. Hold on to what you believe. Trust what you know is there, even if you cannot see it right now. If there's no light around you, seek the light within. It will stay with you the midnight hour passes and the first light of a new day finds you. And believe me, it always finds you. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website www.stthomasmedina.org that's a www.stthomasmedina.org.